0: Here's the Fangirls on Jackalope Radio.
1: Hey everybody, and welcome to the latest and greatest episode of the Fangirl Radio Show. I am your host, Jessica Dwyer. We are back. And I am here with my lovely and talented and beautiful and slightly furry co-host, Mr. Eric Smith.
0: Hello, everyone.
1: (laughs) And we are back. We have a lot to talk about because we have not been on for a very long time. Um, but we are pushing through all the technical difficulties and all the crap to bring this to you this week, the f- month of Comic-Con in San Diego, which I'm going to. Yay.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Hey, so you know, you, you have more cons that you go to than I do every year. I have a feeling because I only really go to three, maybe four, maybe four. Which one? What do, which one do you go to?
0: Cinema Wasteland.
1: See, I've never been to Cinema Wasteland. So you
0: twice a year, but I usually only go once because I'm poor.
1: Um, Well, I I actually am going to San Diego again this year, thank God, because they announced a few days ago it got leaked that even though his run as the Doctor has officially kind of ended, except for the Christmas special, (laughs) Peter Capaldi is coming to Comic-Con for one last hurrah. (laughs) And on top of that I just found out yesterday That David Tennant is going to be At Comic Con too And the same
0: weekend I was Uh, just told I I have not verified This I was just told That he was going to be at Comic Con In Columbus Which one? Tennant
1: He may be I've actually heard Wizard World is going to probably Have him but I can't I've heard the rumor. Um, I do know for a fact that at the end of July, I think it's on July 27th that Peter Capaldi will be in Florida for that uh, MegaCon I think it is. Mm-hmm. Mega FanCon or something like that. So Capaldi is going to be and that's why I, I thought, you know, it would be really stupid for him to come all the way over here for a convention for Sandy, Die- you know, for for the con in Florida. Why not just stay the whole week and, you know, come to San Diego? Because I'm going to be there. I'm not going to be in Florida. So just come to San Diego. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, I'm i I'm very, I'm very sad, sad, to sad to to talk, you know that Capaldi, Capaldi went out. It, 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 if they could have found a way, they found a way to make it worse than when Tenet went out. Hmm. It, it, I, I was like touching my TV screen and crying, like trying to hug the television monitor in my room while I was watching this happen and trying to hug him through my television and crying like a bitch. (laughs) So it was, it was rough. Um, but he's going to be there. Uh, the big news, you know, of course, is that star Wars is not going to be there, which is not a surprise. Um, I have no doubts that Marvel will have something. I mean, it's ridiculous for them not to, Mm -hmm. um, there is something else I just discovered, which is Twin Peaks is going to be there. Uh, the, it's it, it's funny, and this is the thing: if you're not familiar with, you know, of San Diego Comic Con, if you're a geek living and breathing, you know of it. Um, but if you haven't gone, or if you don't, you know, build a a, a trip around it every year. Um, you might not know of how ridiculous last minute everything is with the show itself. If you're a writer or if you're going there to cover things, because here we are and we literally have 14 days before the show. show. And And it's it's... just now we're getting announcements of who's going to be there slowly trickling in. Like I literally got four or five today. um, Just today. Because everybody's realized, you know, you have that, the, the 4th the of July fourth weekend, July. then you have to, um, you have to start scrambling. Uh, the one thing that is not going to be there this year, I know for a fact, because I was told is Universal Studios is not going to have anything.
0: Well, they probably have to recover from a certain movie that <laughs> didn't do the, although I guess overseas it's doing well.
1: Well, it there. I don't think it matters. They've built too much into the dark universe. They're gonna they're gonna keep making the movies, and like it or not, you know, they may be regretting the fact that they had Tom Cruise attached. Because I think a lot of the backlash of the film was because Cruise was in it, and it's like that Johnny Depp thing. It's 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 in now to hate on Tom Cruise, even though I enjoyed The Mummy.
0: I know. I was going to say yours. I think was one of the only positive reviews that i read
1: yeah i enjoyed it i i didn't go in immediately going to hate on them wanting to create a, a universe because that's what they had originally with the universal monster films um you had those universe movies back then like house of dracula house of frankenstein well, uh and, and the I,
0: go ahead here's my problem with it back then it happened organically and nowadays, everyone just wants to emulate Marvel and they're forcing it. And from everything I've heard about this movie, I'm just, I, I don't like so much that I've heard about this. Um, not as necessarily as far as the storyline itself, but the things that to me sound like they're shoehorned in. Like, spoiler alert, <laughs> this is the Mummy movie. Why is Russell Crowe turning into Mr. Hyde?
1: Because he's Doctor Jekyll.
0: Yeah, but well, it's the mommy movie. Heaven well, they, the we the, the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde save it for his movie.
1: Well, the linchpin of the film is the prodigium.
0: Shield, co- yeah, right. Fury, and he's got shield, monster shield.
1: But see, I love that shit that's my thing is I love, I I love movies. I, you know, that's why I love league of extraordinary gentlemen. I like seeing these crossovers of characters that you never thought would crossover, but I also love having like a, a, a you know, it's this, it would have made more sense to me if they had just made Tom Cruise, Van Helsing, but instead they created
0: or Russell Crowe. What yeah. It?
1: Yeah. It would have made more sense to me. And, um, so I'm not so much, you know, I'm not going to hate on the movie. I enjoyed it for what it is and what it's trying to do. I, I I had fun with it. There were a lot of in things in there that things that nods back to other films like the Brendan Fraser mummy. It's in there. This is takes place in that universe. That's it. it, it they give you a big hint of, of why, you know, that this is in the same universe as all that stuff. All right. Um, it so I, so forced to me. it 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 is kind of forced, but at the same time, I'm a mon- I'm a Universal Monsters girl. I will take what I can get. I mean, see? I'm probably one of the few people that really liked Van Helsing. I, I, I enjoyed Van Helsing for what they were trying to do.
0: I only liked the black and white part of that movie. Um, <laughs> see, I, mean, I didn't
1: like the I didn't like the Bat Babies.
0: I love Universal Monsters, which is why I'm so upset when they're done poorly.
1: Yeah, well, and see, the thing that bub- bums me out is <laughs> I enjoyed Dracula Untold.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs>
1: and and I would have liked to have seen that. I would have enjoyed seeing that happen. Um, but they kicked that out to the curb.
0: I hated that movie. I don't,
1: I don't... I Why did you hate it? What did you hate about it?
0: I just... Th- I thought it was poorly written. Uh, I think there are so many continuity errors, so many things that don't make sense. So many, it's, uh, It basically, I think it comes down to poor writing.
1: Maybe I went in with such low expectations. <laughs> it's odd, I, try,
0: I try to go into anything with no expectations. I never want to dislike anything. And again, it's, I have a nephew that loves the Transformers movies. Oh. And his only reason is because he likes Transformers. And I try to say to him, "It's like, but that's why you should hate these movies. How,
1: has, your, has, oh. he, has he seen the actual Transformers, the movie animated movie yet?
0: I don't know. He's, we well, we're not going to get into my nephew. Um, but if He anyway.
1: hasn't. That's the movie to show him because I want your, I want him to cry like I did. In that movie, every child must feel my pain that I felt at the age of 12 when that movie came out.
0: (laughs) But when, when, I think when you love something, at least for me, when I love something and it's done poorly, I don't just accept it because it's something that I'm supposed to love. Oh, no, no. I get upset by it. And again, I would love to see first of all i don't want an action adventure horror movie as much as i like the brendan fraser the first two i never did see the third one um
1: oh, lucky <laughs> but i don't
0: want an action adventure horror movie i want these movies to be horror movies um well see
1: though the universal the original universals they were horror movies but they also had that adventurous thing going on like with with and even the hammer flicks, like with um, the mummy with Van, Hel- you know, Van Hel- with Van Helsing, because Peter Cushing, that's his real name. Yes. <laughs> with Peter Cushing in it, had a kind of adventuresome, kind of a little bit of Indiana Jones in there to it feel. It wasn't outright horror. And even uh, the thing with the Universal classics, to me, they they're really the 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 parents of tim burton's style because they were more like a dark fairy tale to me um as they got older you know as they as as they went on they um when you got into movies like curse of the undead you had that crossover with the westerns and then you had mm. uh, um the ghoul which was uh you know y- it was more horror as they got on, they, they did, but those original ones like the Wolfman, Frankenstein, Dracula, uh, the mummy, they all felt to me like they were really like dark fairy tales. They weren't even, they were, there was horror there, but it was almost fantastical Well, and beautiful just how they were filmed. They look like fairy tales.
0: To me, part of that is because the sets look like sets But they were
1: beautiful
0: sets. It gives them an unreal, and I'm not saying they're not, but it gives them an unreal quality.
1: Yeah, like their books come to life. Like you're looking Um, at pages moving.
0: But, like, I absolutely loved the original Mummy movie. Yeah. Uh, And it scared, I mean, I was a little tiny kid, little baby kid, and it scared the hell out of me. And that's what I, I guess that's what I'm hoping, that's what I want from these new movies. Not that. They're going to scare the hell out of me because the thing
1: was the thing was with the Tom Cruise one. I enjoyed it because there was elements of comedy. There was elements of adventure, but they also had a new power for the mummy where she had the ability to um, bring the dead back to life and had them. They were basically her zombie minions and they were that was was cool cool as as hell.
0: I, and, I will admit some I, of the scenes that I've seen in the trailers and different things do look kind of cool. the The scenes with the monsters in them,
1: yeah, that, the, that's the
0: part. Action adventure stuff. I don't know. It just plus I, yeah, I really yeah. don't like Tom Cruise. Um, yeah, I was yeah, hating it, it, Tom Cruise before it was cool. Well, <laughs> well,
1: it's one of those things where he's a celebrity that is so big now that you can't disassociate him from who he is in reality
0: but when you see know him I, scream i can get past my dislike for Tom cruise because i love um live die repeat aka edge of tomorrow
1: i think i would be interested to see what you I, I think you should give the mummy a chance just see it and see what i'll see thinking.
0: it eventually like um, on Netflix.
1: because i went in going okay i'm just i'm gonna see it it's one of those things like with dracula untold i i uh i'm like i'm gonna give it a chance i i i love this stuff i i'm i'm just gonna go see it and i ended up having having a lot more more than i thought i would would. so So. there you go
0: i I think a little off a little off track from uh, comic-con
1: yeah we did so let's come back to comic-con <laughs> um the schedule is coming out um as we're recording we're all, we're recording wednesday night schedule comes out tomorrow supposedly for um the last time they did it a day each day so i doubt they're good you're going to get everything all at once probably what tomorrow is going to be released is preview night schedule and then you'll get every other day after that um There are quite a few things going on at the show that I'm really excited about. Um, I'm going to be covering a bunch of the Sci-Fi Channel uh, series that are going to be there. there. And that includes includes the one one I'm really really excited excited about, about. which is Ghost Wars. (laughs) Yeah, I like Winona Earp too, don't get me wrong. Um, But Ghost Wars has, and I want you to hear this cast, just these three names are going to make you go, what?! (laughs) Vincent D'Onofrio, Kim Coates, Coates and, and Mews. Just that's those not, three. It's enough enough me. me. That's, 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 that's enough.
0: enough. <laughs> I'm actually excited for a new show on, I want to say it's on Fox, called Ghosted.
1: Yeah, I saw that Adam too. Scott. I, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one that's kind of like the buddy comedy.
0: It's. I, I love Adam Scott. And Craig Robinson is in it.
1: Um, I saw the trailer. Um, th- that's the thing. Like we were saying um, before. It, they still haven't announced everything at all. Nearly even a tenth of what's going to be at the show. So we'll find out. Um, and and you'll hear from us definitely as, as it gets closer. What's going to ha- be happening at Comic-Con. And we're going to have like all kinds of stuff up on Fangirl. Um, mag.com for you and on our youtube channel as always i'm going to be filming everything filming the floor this is the first year that netflix is going to have a booth cool so that's huge um but back to doctor who very quickly um one thing i'm very 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 angry about
0: oh i can't imagine what this clara might be about clara
1: Uh, no but shut up about that (laughs) (laughs) Um, no, I'm very, 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 very angry and disappointed yet again with the fact that not only is this the final year that Peter Capaldi is playing the doctor, not only is he going to be at Comic-Con, you're going to have a doctor at Mm Comic-Con. What doctor do you think Titan Figures in Titan Comics is going to have as their Doctor Who exclusive? Uh,
0: Chris Freckleston.
1: No. (laughs) Matt Smith, number 11, is their exclusive figure.
0: Because everybody knows he's the best one.
1: I'll kill you. (laughs) I will stab you in the throat until you are dead. No, they. I I don't this is just one of those things that I have just been pissed about the entire run of Peter Capaldi it's not fair that there's barely anything made with him on it they were releasing they were still releasing stuff with tenant on it instead, instead of, of the, the actual, actual doctor, doctor who's in the role right now that is well, bullshit. Then.
0: We should just assume that if this tradition carries on when the new doctor premieres, that's when all the Capeldi stuff will start coming out.
1: Yeah. That's not kind of how it works. Cause I can almost guarantee you there's all this talk about them doing a, having a woman in the role. I don't know. I doubt that's going to happen. I've heard too much that it's not, but Hey, you know, whatever we'll see. I think it's crap. idea. I have already made my, my statement clear on how I feel about, uh, The doctor being turned into a woman for some reason that that somehow makes everything equal. Okay, Ramana. Okay, Ronnie. That doesn't count. Um, But I—it's I I, 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 I can almost guarantee guarantee you you. they are going going to to put put someone someone into into that role that's probably at the oldest, thirty years old, maybe now, because people are are ageist assholes, but they want their quality. But when it comes to to someone someone being being over 40 years old, that ideal goes out the window.
0: I think they should go even younger. 22.
1: That was how old Matt Smith was.
0: 18.
1: (laughs) A fetus!
0: (laughs) What the hell? Let's just get Tom Holland to do it.
1: Oh my God. Oh.
0: When he's not filming Spider-Man movies, he could be making Doctor Who.
1: Yeah. So, anyway, there's my rant going off the rails about Comic-Con there, too. We've we've kind of both had our rants now. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, also, this whole thing, possibly with Clara coming back, I'm not happy about. Because two of the three years of Capaldi's run, the focus was on freaking Clara. We can't. And and what's even funnier is everyone, there was a vote on the... uh, bbc official twitter feed for BBC, the bbc's official doctor who twitter feed which of the three seasons was your favorite and more than half voted for this last season which guess what did not have anything to do with claire oswald
0: that could be a coincidence
1: yeah that's
0: right i have to admit the last episode of doctor who that i saw the doctor and missy were fighting daleks
1: that was like the first episode of season two.
0: Yes, I know.
1: <laughs> F- it's run. You're, you're a little behind.
0: <laughs> it's a little.
1: But that's an amazing one. That was the one where he goes back in time with Davros. And that's a great two-parter. A great that's two-parter.
0: The great two-parter. That's the one where he's all rock and roll in the arena, right? Yes. Yeah, I love that one scene. One of
1: the greatest scenes in the history of <laughs> Doctor Who. <laughs> <Doctor Genius. laughs> And which I think they edited for American audiences because I don't think they could get the rights for the music. Mm -hmm. So I noticed that. I was very, very angry. Um, So anyway, uh, back to really quickly one more thing about San Diego Comic Con uh, that is very sad. And this is one of those things that if you've gone over the years, I think I've gone the last 10. It's been 10 years jesus I'm, I'm, um <laughs> yeah it's a lot of work dude it's a lot of work um so the first time in 44 years so basically since comic-con started it's been a, w- a long time um mile high comics which is one of the biggest most amazing comic book stores in the country will not be there wow they um they there's an article if you go to uh comic uh comic book resources i think it is cbr.com if you go and read it it's really sad um mile high uh has been going for the last 44 years they started in 73 and uh the owner um said that the first time they went back then his one table booth cost forty dollars for the whole weekend wow As of last year, 70 feet, which is what they took up, a 70-foot space was $18,000 for the weekend.
0: Holy crap.
1: The year before, and this gives you an idea of how much more expensive it got in one year, the year previous it was $16,500. So it went up by almost $2,000 in one year. Damn Trump. Yeah, it's Trump's. I don't think you can blame him for that one. Um, but it's. Wait,
0: I meant, I meant, damn, Obama.
1: <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, this is a problem that I. If you go to the, if you go to the floor and you look around, it's because now with just the the studios' presence just coming in, they take up all the real estate. Basically, the three quarters of it is real estate for the studio company giant things that they take up in there and then on the far if you're facing the thing on the left side your artist alley which is not that big maybe three rows and then over on the far 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 right side of the building you have the little comic book stores and the comic book companies there and their their area is just shrinking every year because the real estate is so costly. And it's being taken and eaten up by these companies like um, one of them that does it a lot is Sci-Fi Channel. They have this giant blob thing that they brought in for at least three years that literally had to have cost them 40 grand to put in there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's insane. Weta comes in and they always have they have a their booth is smog. That's how big it is. It's smog's head. It blinks, it's eyes open.
0: Um, so I don't think Benedict Cumberbatch's head is that big, is it?
1: His cheekbones might be. <laughs> 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 He's got very, very impressive cheekbones. Um, so anyway, um, that's that's a little bit about about Comic Con. A um, little bit. Uh, so let's move on to kind of speaking about Spider Man. Um, to do a nice looks-
0: TV screen right now.
1: Well, we are actually, um, Kevin Feige, uh, is it Feige, Feige, how do you say it? I've
0: always heard Feige, that's how I say it. But Feige? What I know?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Feige was talking about um, what we're looking at for Spider-Man in the MCU. And it was talked about today that he's actually got a five-story arc in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, including Spider-Man Homecoming.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's pretty awesome that we're going to get at least five movies of Spider-Man. Which means, you know, of course, uh, you're looking it at...
0: might be awesome. Let's see Homecoming first.
1: I don't think that movie's going to suck. I think it's going to... I mean, come on. Come on. Batman's the bad guy.
0: <laughs> I do think it looks good. I loved Tom Holland in Civil War. Um, I think Homecoming looks good. But, again, I try not to have expectations either way. Uh, it's going to be good.
1: It's going to be good. <laughs> Come on. I can't wait to see Michael Keaton be a bad guy. I just can't. That's the whole reason I'm excited about it. (laughs) I still remember going to uh, San Diego when when they were doing RoboCop, and and the whole time he just kept saying, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. Oh, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. During the RoboCop panel, (laughs) I thought that was great. (laughs) Um, so that's, a, that's great. I'm excited. I, I'm excited for Spider-Man Homecoming. We're going to be talking next week about that. Um, I'm sure that everyone will have seen it by then. And, um, we're going to have, um, a local cosplayer extraordinaire on as a special guest named Nathan Johns. Nathan actually, um, cosplays, uh, quite a lot as Miles Morales, who I believe, is he in this? Did they, did they release that? Is Miles Morales show up? Uh-
0: have heard tons of rumors that he's in it, but I have not personally seen any verification uh, that he is. I would, I would love to see him introduced. Uh, I'm a big fan of the character. Um, I've been basically reading Miles Morales' story since he was introduced in Ultimate Spider-Man. Um,
1: see, I, see, I'm. that's why I'm happy I'm going the first night, because if he actually is in it, I want to make sure that I don't get that ruined by somebody online.
0: Well, if I didn't have to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning every morning for work this week, I would be going tomorrow night. To you know,
1: they do have like a 7 o'clock show. That's what we're doing.
0: Yeah, but by the time the movie actually starts and then it's over and then I get home...
1: You got to power pre- through that four-hour nap. That's how you do. You pre- do the
0: four hours. I did it for Wonder Woman. I went straight from work, bought a ticket, and then hung out at the bookstore and outside in the patios and stuff for three and a half hours. Because <laughs> it was, well, it wasn't worth driving all the way home and then back to the theater. So, um, but poor yeah, I thing. can't. You had to go to the bookstore and
1: hang out. It was
0: horrible. I had to buy books and then I got. To <laughs> I had to sit out in the sun and read. God. Oh my god. Um, but I, I I can't do that. I can't do that every week as much as I would love to.
1: Well, summer's almost over. We're almost done with these movies, which is sad to think of, but you know, it's true. I'm trying to think we've got this. We got War of the Planet of the Apes. Um what else is coming? God, now that, I, we're just going all over the map.
0: Yeah, stuff I can't okay. think of. Um sure, I know
1: anything that, you know, <laughs> kind of, any kind of, like, you know.
0: My mind dropped. just jumps straight to November and Thor and Justice League. And between that and War of the Planet of the Apes, I'm just a blank. I can't think of it. And I know there's got to be at least two movies coming out in that it's time. Two
1: more, There's two more. So we've got... Um, Jeez God, why am I just blanking on everything? Because you know
0: does that come out this summer?
1: Oh my god, by the way, um, I wanted to talk about that. I didn't even have that on our breakdown. See, we actually do have a a a a list of things, but we're not going (laughs) by it. We've just threw that shit out the door. We don't care anymore. Um War the Planet of the Oh, that's it, it and Kingsman. Oh my god, yes, Kingsman. Kingsman, yeah. Gunslinger. (laughs) What?
0: I know you're look, looking forward to Dark Tower.
1: What? What what <laughs> is this you speak of? I I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about horror movies.
0: <laughs> no, action adventure movies. Jesus Christ. Um again, I'm
1: just coming out for those I that have
0: not is seen it... the first Kingsman.
1: Oh my god, what is wrong with you?
0: I have issues. And way too many things that... Oh no, no the time that, is and...
1: not, that is not acceptable. You have to see Kingsman.
0: I want to see... I used to own the comic books.
1: I have the comic... You need to... See, you have to see this movie. I don't... How can you not have seen it? I mean, seriously, this is a comic... This is one of the best comic book movies I, I've seen in the last few years. Because it's just freaking amazing and it's the first time that he has come back to direct a sequel he's never done that before Matthew Vaughn has never done that before you have well, no excuse
0: should have after X-Men first class
1: you have no excuse, have no excuse.
0: Uh, I was busy with... get out <laughs>
1: you, you have no excuse there's no excuse for you um, so, but yeah, War of the Planet of the Apes is coming out, and then we have Dunkirk. I it,
0: and have no interest in Dunkirk.
1: I, I'm not going to Dunkirk either because I can't do war movies. Call me a pussy all you want. I can't do them. I, I, I was ruined for, for those movies by um, by, um, Saving Private Ryan. Can't do it.
0: See, Saving Private Ryan is one of the few war movies I like. It's not a genre I'm a big fan of.
1: It's not that it's not a good movie. It's that it messed me up, and I can't do it anymore. Uh,
0: I'm not a big Christopher Nolan fan.
1: I love Christopher Nolan, but I can't do war movies. Just ruined for me. I can't. (laughs) Saving Private Ryan screwed me up. Specifically the scene where the guy gets stabbed. Can't do it like can't do it no
0: nope. my favorite scene it makes me hungry
1: oh you're sick
0: yes um, I am.
1: <laughs> um speaking of eating things that are odd um they are re-releasing <laughs> i do where the segue came from i'm going with it um they are re-releasing for the 40th anniversary are you ready to feel really really old the 40th anniversary of close encounters of the third kind to theaters which i want to see
0: not a fan.
1: I don't... What is wrong with you? I don't... Why? Why don't you I like have,
0: this? I have odd tastes.
1: So, the, the cool thing about Close Encounters of the Third Kind, besides it being one of the best alien-human interaction films ever made, just beautiful movie, is that its ending is still hazy and fuzzy, and people still debate on what it means. Um, a lot of people think that richard dreyfus's character was an alien and um the whole time that he was on the planet and
0: i've ever heard that theory before
1: yeah that is a theory and it's actually a really good one because when he gets on the alien ship uh they do this pan shot and there's a shot that it kind of looks like he's turned into a little gray and uh, so that means the little boy is half alien. That's why he was cr- attracted to it. Every- yeah. So there's this whole thing with, uh, there's a whole theory that he is in fact an alien. Um, and I really want to see this on the big screen. It's really cool that this is coming. And then also this year we're getting, uh, um, James Cameron went back and retooled Terminator 2 Judgment Day for 3D. So that's getting released in theaters in 3D which I think is awesome and I want to see. Uh, So we're getting a lot of throwback stuff, which is fantastic. I am happy with that. Um, Also, we finally got, this kind of goes, I guess, into (laughs) if you really want to get wrong, let's get wrong Um, into eating things that you shouldn't eat. Um, Rick and Morty Season 3 has finally got its release date. (laughs) Stop eating shit, dude. Um, July 30th, we will finally be getting our third season of Rick and Morty. And, um, that means that it's going to be everywhere back at comic, back to the Comic-Con thing. It will be everywhere at Comic-Con. Everywhere. Considering
0: they've shown that one special April Fool's Day episode about 300 times. they it's April- repeat
1: on their, on their website. <laughs> it's,
0: it's about time.
1: I still have watched that like eight times. I don't care. (laughs) I don't even want to tell you how many times I've watched the the other episodes of this show.
0: Um, there, There are at least two Rick and Morty tabletop games currently out, and there are at least two more coming out later this year.
1: Well, I'll tell you what's awesome is I actually... For Christmas – was it Christmas? No, wait, not Christmas, my birthday. Um, For my birthday, I got the Rick and Morty VR um, game because we have uh, the VR setup. We have the um, – it's not the – what's one of them? The Steam one. It's the one for Steam. Anyway, uh, the VR setup, and where you play a Morty clone – and you actually are in the house, the Sanchez house, and you're walking around, and and you get to you're you get to punch Rick or punch Morty, and mm-hmm. it's it's amazing. It's called Virtual Rick or something like that, and it is awesome. It cool. is so freaking sweet. And I've only played probably not even, I played it for two hours, and then I took the headset off, and I'm like trying to readjust to you know, reality, reality.
0: Yeah. <laughs> one, one of my nephews is a huge, huge, huge fan. And I bought him, there's a card game. I can't remember the name of it, but you have to identify which people or which characters are parasites or something like that. And, which <laughs> and it's whatever the name of that particular episode is. That's the name of the game. I just can't remember it. Uh, the most, the game coming out next is anatomy park.
1: Oh my God. Anatomy park is amazing.
0: And yeah, you build, I guess you build the anatomy park while you're, I don't know. Um, (laughs)
1: for the pancreas.
0: (laughs) And, and then after that is the, uh, Rick and Morty deck building game, which deck building games are my favorite type of games. I absolutely love them. Uh, DC deck building is absolutely my favorite game. And the Rick and Morty game is coming from Cryptozoic. Oh, nice. Who does the DC deck building. So it will be compatible. Technically, you could mix your DC deck building and your Rick and Morty and your. They do Lord of the Rings too. And that would some be other. Insane. You could mix, mix them all. You'd have Superman fighting Rick. <laughs> Rick would win. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I know my nephew's going to be picking those up. So at some point, I'll be playing those. I'll be playing Anatomy Park. I'll be playing the Rick and Morty deck-building game. Um, uh, So it's nice to know the new stuff's finally coming out uh, before the end, or at the end of the month, technically.
1: Nice. Um, So let's go into our TV recaps, because there's been a lot of stuff going on since we've been on. And I think we'll give a couple of minutes to the travesty (laughs) That is The Mist.
0: <laughs> oh. Am I allowed to swear? Yes. Okay. Because I'm going to tell you what I posted on Facebook. Well, you saw it, but I'm going to tell the rest of the world what I posted on Facebook after I watched the first two episodes. I said, The Mist is a shit show and a shit show. And I yes. still stand by those no, yeah,
1: we, we're allowed to say shit, I believe.
0: I've seen three episodes, and it is one of the most poorly written shows. Oh. Uh, it says in the opening credits, based on the novel by Stephen King, that is an outright lie.
1: It's so bad. And and I wrote a review. You can read my review if you want on Fangirl Magazine or Fangirlmag.com. Um, but it just... I'm not sure what they were trying to do. I, um, I, I think they were trying to be the Walking Dead. There's definitely a lot of trying to be the Walking Dead in there. But they crammed so much into that first one hour that there was no time for, there was no character. I didn't care about any of them because they were all horrible people or you didn't know enough about them to care about them.
0: Again, I said this on Facebook. All of the characters, at least so far, are they're either idiots or they're assholes or they're both. Yeah, basically. They, in three episodes, I believe there's one smart thing that is done in the entirety of three hours of that show. And that was using the drone to go down the hallway. Did you you watch more than the first episode?
1: I I didn't bother. Okay, so. uh, (laughs) I didn't bother. I I, I kept thinking about it. I'm like, no.
0: A bunch of people are trapped in a mall.
1: Yeah, uh, that hasn't happened, by the way, before in anything horror.
0: Well, really, nothing horror has happened in three episodes. Except there's one little weird thing that happens. But a, a bunch of people are trapped in the mall. Um, down one of these hallways, they find a dead body. There's a doorway, so the hallway's kind of sealed off by this door, and the mist has filled up this hallway where there's a dead body. Uh, So obviously someone left a window open in this section of the mall, the administration section. Well, they need to go down there to get a radio. And so the one smart thing that is done in the first three hours of the show is someone suggests... They take one of the camera drones and send it down through the area before anybody goes in.
1: That's intelligent.
0: That's the only intelligent thing that happens. <laughs> I, I don't know if they're, you know, there's the whole rape thing in the first episode.
1: Yeah, that they rush through.
0: And I don't know if, is anyone supposed to actually believe that the quarterback did it and not her friend?
1: Well, and the thing is, they've pushed, they made you feel like the friend, you know, he's saying that he, I I don't even know. They made, they threw in there that he's like, not trans, but he's both, or he's wearing makeup. And it's like, uh, are are they actually going to, because what, because I wondered about that too. And I'm thinking, are they really going to go the route like every other show has done where they make the only gay character a crazy person?
0: well i don't know about crazy he, evil he did say i mean he does say on the way to the party that he's not attracted attracted he's a, he, gender, to the person he's to the person but he's obviously likes her yeah so she says she was raped and then she says he oh, saw it happen Rivers. he saw it and said it was the quarterback immediately i'm like no he did it he's the one that did it he's framing the quarterback and everything in the following two episodes just reinforces that belief in me. Um, so it's like it, it, someone at work described it as after-school special. Because, <laughs> after school. Like he was watching an after-school special. People on this show overreact to nothing constantly.
1: The mom made me want to kill myself. I really didn't like her character.
0: Um, the. The mist rolls in. It's been in town for like 60 seconds.
1: And everybody's gone crazy already. They
0: hear one scream, which could be someone tripped, and they (laughs) flip out. The sheriff doesn't even bother to go back into the police station to get weapons. He doesn't go to his police car. He steals someone else's car and just leaves people behind in the police. Oh, my. And the characters have so little character. I yep. thought of them as paper dolls.
1: They were trying so hard to make this the human nature is bad, you know, if you're really going to find out who people really are when bad things happen and when the nature comes to call and
0: As you said, The Walking Dead.
1: Yeah, and and but at the you know, the thing with The Walking Dead is they actually somehow built up character in the time before you it it's called writing.
0: Yeah, and this the characters just seem to change to be whatever they need for the scene. Yeah. They're, they're inconsistent. Um, again, as I described it to somebody, it seems like the writers were like, okay, we're going to have this character do something really stupid because we need to get to point A. Then we'll have a huge coincidence so that we can get to point B. Then we're going to need somebody else to do something really stupid so we can get to point C. And, oh, we've already spent way too much time talking about this. Yeah. I could talk about it for hours.
1: Yeah, it's just don't watch The Mist is what we're – the basic gist of this. The gist is no mist. The just gist that. of no mist. Um, the show you should be watching, though, is Preacher. And if you're not watching Preacher, there's something wrong with your head. Now, um, I I am – sad because i actually got an interview with garth ennis the gentleman who made preacher who wrote the comic and of course my equipment decided to piss out on the um with three minutes to go in the interview so i will say something that um i'm going to do the write-up of the interview instead of having audio which is sad because he's got a beautiful accent um but uh he does have a great accent. Um, but I will say something that is going to come out in the interview, which Garth um, said basically is, keep an eye out because I think we're finally going to get the boys live action.
0: That would be insane.
1: It's how, it's on the books. He said it's it's on the one of the things on the books to have be done, because he's got a few projects now that they've shown that they can do preacher. They are working on some other stuff that he's written, and one of them. Cause I told him, I'm like, I love the boys. Are we going to get the boys? And he said, that's one of them. That's on the books to do now, do, I mean, you,
0: do you think that, um,
1: Simon Pegg, um, do
0: you think he's too old? Was going to be my question.
1: Um, you know, what's funny is Simon Pegg said that, um, I, when I asked him, one of the questions he was asked was, uh, what who would you like to see uh, play you in a movie of your life? And he said um du, 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 Giovanni
0: Rubisi. I love Giovanni, Giovanni Ribisi.
1: Giovanni Rubisi could play Wii Huey. <laughs> I would be okay with Giovanni Rubisi playing I'm Wii Huey. He's
0: almost as good as Jimmy Simpson.
1: I love him. I think he's great. Um, but I think it would be funny for him to play wee Huey. I, I think Simon could still play wee Huey. I think he looks the same. He hasn't really aged that much at all. Um, but it's the matter of would he do it? Would he do right. a TV series? Um, I still think that Michael um, – Oh, uh, blah, 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 uh, blah,
0: Mr. You Bond. Know, a lot of these TV series, though – Michael obviously-
1: Madsen. Michael Madsen.
0: Michael right. madsen
1: for the dude in charge
0: mm-hmm.
1: I think he would be good,
0: <laughs> but a lot of these t v series aren't the um
1: suck up of time that they used to be yeah
0: i I'm trying to think of the proper bur- the word burden comes to mind, but that's not the proper word, but it's it's not the commitment that they are, especially if it's gonna be a a a cable show at most you're looking at thirteen episodes, a lot of them go eight episodes,
1: yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, so let's, let's go look, let's do really quickly. Let's do our, let's do our, 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 who we would like to see play these guys list really
0: oh, fast. I, I can't do that. I mean, I, Simon Pegg's the only one that comes to mind. I think um,
1: Billy, I think Billy um would be perfect uh for Michael Madsen. I think he looks like him. I think he'd still do
0: it. Yeah, you know, the first thing that came to mind just because of size, to me, was The Rock.
1: He, you would never get him for a series, though. Like, no, oh, he's doing just, ball. See, because he's doing ballers, he can't, he
0: can't do that. Yeah. But I just, again, uh, just for sheer size. Plus, he'd have to grow his hair out. Um, <laughs> but that was just the first thing. But I think uh, Michael Matson is a good choice. He's got that look.
1: Yeah. I think he'd be great. And um, let's see, Mother's Milk. Oh, mm.
0: I'm trying to think of sort of a an ingenue type blonde for.
1: Um, Michael J. White, I think, could do Mother Mother's Milk. I think I think Michael J. White, he'd be good.
0: I'm just gonna say the Rock for every role.
1: Yeah, I guess you are.
0: <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> no, like,
1: are you going to say The Rock? Uh, the Frenchman. The
0: rock. Why not? He
1: can do it. <laughs> Let's see here. For The Frenchman. Oh, somebody did a good one already. I think that's Vincent Cassel. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll go with Vincent Cassel. That would be perfect. Yeah, that's more. Well,
0: see, my favorite French actor is Jean Renault. But I don't yeah, know. I he...
1: think he's too old. I yeah. think he, he actually may be too old. Um For that, Um
0: uh, who's, the, who's the the girl that just joins the team at the beginning of the series? I can't remember. She's
1: the young on, you know, the young one that's um.
0: That's what I'm trying to cast. Them I'm trying to think of some senior, young. Right? Kind of new what about Anna Kendrick? Do you think she could?
1: She totally worked for that. Um. That's uh. It's not. Who is it? Who is? What's her name? Shoot,
0: I can't remember her name. No, it's been so long since I've read the book. Yeah,
1: I need to go back and reread them because she, it that, there's some horrible shit that goes on in that.
0: Comic. Oh, absolutely, that series like, is amazing.
1: Horrible shit.
0: Well, anything, Garth, Ennis. I mean, I after reading, I, I was introduced to Garth Ennis in uh Hellblazer and immediately joined the cult of Ennis.
1: Oh, yeah, he's fantastic.
0: Knew that I would follow him anywhere and read, of course, uh, he left Hellblazer. He and Steve Dillon left Hellblazer and went to Preacher, created Preacher. I read all of that. I read The Pro about a prostitute with superpowers. I read his entire run on The Punisher. Uh, I read Crossed, which you want to talk about insane. Have you ever read Crossed?
1: I've heard about it. I've not read it. Now okay. I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell everybody something really quickly that they need to know about. Um, if you want to hear, or if if you've never heard of The Boys by some weird quirk of the universe, or if you've never read The Boys, right now on groupies.com, G R O U P E A S two p two e's groupies.com, um, Right now you can get. All of the boys, volumes one through twelve, along with a bunch of other Ennis, Jennifer Blood, um, Red Team, and uh, the Battlefields, Night Witches, and all of the, all the Battlefields books. Because Ennis is a huge World War II fan, mm-hmm.
0: you
1: can you can get all of them right now, digital. Um, and I think you can get the entire Boys line for like ten dollars, all of them.
0: Oh, and I forgot Hitman. He did Hitman. That was insane.
1: (laughs) But if you want to go on there now, 1 through 12 of the boys, I think you can get them for less than $10 digital downloads on groupies. And it goes, I believe it goes to charity. Um, And uh, they actually have like 29 different, they have like a lot of issues of like volumes of his stuff. But if you've never read the boys and you love Preacher and you love just Flat out, violent in your face, no f's given writing and and visuals. And if you love Simon Pegg, who is literally a character
0: yeah.
1: in the comic, um, you need to go get these right now. It's crazy good deal for what what's in them, and you get all every volume of
0: it for for anyone who's not already. A fan of the insanity of Garth Ennis because of Preacher, I will just say this: in the comic book Hitman, there's a character named Dog Welder who literally welds dogs to people. <laughs> if that doesn't want to make you read everything Garth Ennis has ever done, I don't know what will. That's insane.
1: Um, But yes, Preacher, uh, the third episode aired and ended. I have not
0: seen the third one yet.
1: Oh my God, Eric.
0: Some of us have to work. I do too.
1: I do too. (sighs) I have to talk about it.
0: Uh, Well, mute your microphone so I can't hear you. (laughs) Go ahead. I don't care. I've read the comic.
1: So at the end of this last episode, we uh, discovered that uh, Tulip, as we knew, was keeping secrets. And now she's in danger, thanks to those secrets being kept. And she basically going off to confront those chasing her in New Orleans.
0: Victor? Isn't that his name?
1: I think that's his name, yes. And um, so she's left. We don't know what's going to happen. Um, Also, Hell's Cells cells um, have opened and our space is walking around and runs into his neighbor who happens to be Hitler and oh, that's, why
0: wouldn't
1: that's, it be? And, and that's when the episode ended on Hitler uh, so Jesse's still looking for God he may have a lead um but yeah the episode ends with space discovering Hitler and all of the cells in hell opening, opening for some reason
0: because Lucifer is running a club in Los Angeles yeah
1: exactly that would be an awesome crossover <laughs> um, so that's what's going on with Preacher, Preacher is fantastic I can't wait to meet these guys again and talk to them specifically Cassidy who is amazing. <laughs> Oh, Joseph Gilgan. He needs to know we love him. He does not realize how loved he is. There is a lot of love for Cassidy. He he, he basically, basically is Cassidy, by the way. That's him. He's he doesn't know they're filming him. That's just how he is. Like he's for real. Drinking blood. I it may not be blood he's drinking, but he's
0: got got a little uh, cat fur stuck in the corner of his mouth. This
1: <laughs> basically him. It's basically him. <laughs> um So, Eric, talk about Blood Drive for a minute or two. two.
0: Um, You mean the greatest show of all time, (laughs) That Blood Drive?
1: Yes, That Blood Drive.
0: All right, so for anyone who doesn't know, Blood Drive is a new series on the Sci-Fi Channel. It airs Wednesdays at 10 o'clock, and it is the most uncensored show on Non-premium cable. The only thing they censor is nudity,
1: which, of course,
0: um, it's incredibly violent and graphic, uh, strong language. Um, but it's 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 a show. It's so difficult to describe because there's like a show within a show kind of thing going on. It's from Midnight Grindhouse. It takes place in the future year nineteen ninety nine. Oil is two thousand dollars a barrel, so there's gas shortage, there's water shortage. It's sort of this desolate, almost Mad maxi kind of thing going on, um, and kind of a RoboCop thing going on without the actual RoboCops. Um, and there are cars that run on blood, and <laughs> there is this race called the Blood Drive. And so it's kind of a death racy kind of thing. And it's televised. And so that's where the show within the show kind of thing comes in. And this whole show is made like a grindhouse movie. It's 13 episodes. Each episode sort of highlights a subgenre of grindhouse. Uh, like the second, ep- second episode focuses on cannibals, um, the third episode is, is uh, these weird monsters that can't come out of the dark uh the third episode which just finished showing um so i haven't gotten to see it because we've been recording this is about an insane asylum uh it was looks there like-
1: cannibals there were cannibals right
0: in the second episode was cannibals a cannibal diner <laughs> <Just> <laughs> a fantastic episode um and there they they'll show you can find there are little they're posters for all 13 episodes and they all look like old seventies VHS clamshell boxes. Um, and each episode has a crazy title. Uh, and it, the cast is incredible. And I, I have to mention the greatest character of all time is the MC and creator of the blood drive, the race and show within the show. The character's name is Julian Slink. He's played by Colin Cunningham.
1: (laughs) Maybe I'm related.
0: (laughs) He is amazing. He is one of the... He is so absolutely hysterical and crazy. And it's just insane. Uh, A lot of great characters. The two main characters, you have a a cop who uh, gets involuntarily pulled into the blood drive. Uh, they, I don't know if you've gotten to this point yet where they, they inject this device into the base of the skull of the racers. So if anybody tries to leave the race, their head blows up. Uh, (laughs) there are different finish lines along the, the entirety of the track. Whoever is last to each of those finish lines, their head blows up. um, and Julian Slink has has this little box, and he can just he can shock you at certain levels of electricity. He can throw uh, put through you, so you don't die, but he can punish you if you do certain things. Um, and there's all sorts of just crazy racers. There's a pair called the, the Gentleman and the Scholar, who I absolutely <laughs> I absolutely love them. They the, the Gentleman is a very proper. Gentleman, he's very white haired, older man, uh, but completely psychopathic. And uh, the scholar is this dirty, uh, smaller, just kind of grungy looking dude, but uh, apparently very smart. He can work on the cars, um, and they're lovers. Spoiler alert, (laughs) uh, you have this couple. That looks like your prototypical middle American married couple. The guy's a little pudgy, losing his hair. She is definitely wearing mom clothes. And they're completely psychopathic. <laughs> um, and again, all these cars run on blood. Uh, so the the engines...
1: The engines are amazing.
0: Look almost like they're alive but it's just gears and stuff but like the 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 main female character uh grace argento who is paired with the reluctant cop like her when she opens up the hood of her car and you see the engine it looks like a giant mouth with teeth but if you look a little closer you see it's all mechanical so it's not like it's a monster in her car um and you can just shove a body in there and it'll (laughs) harvest the blood and fill up your tank um it and there's this whole subplot with uh uh this other cop and heart enterprises, which apparently is involved in everything in the world um it's just i i'm gonna i might get bleeped for this I don't know how much can we swear I'm not gonna drop the f bomb or anything
1: don't 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 i think that's about it anymore
0: <laughs> um because i I, I, I posted on Twitter a new slogan for Heart Enterprises, which was, Heart Enterprises, we've got our dick in everything. <laughs> because they do. They're everywhere. And, and this cop who's reluctantly part of the race is trying to take them down. Um, and Grace uh, has a sister in a mental hospital. She's trying to win, so she gets the money to save her sister. Um, and of course, Heart Enterprises runs the mental hospital. They run the blood drive. They run the network. They run the police. They—they're everywhere. <laughs> and there's a woman who's—I don't know if she's robots or clones or exactly what she is. And they've captured the—the the one cop, and they're sort of reprogramming him to work for Heart Enterprises. And I think they gave him a third eyeball. It's—it's uh, <laughs> it's just so insane. And it is absolutely pure entertainment.
1: And the coolest part to me was the beginning uh, that I saw where it was, uh, it basically starts in a grindhouse theater where yeah. the guys talking about how they're running it in the middle of America because that's, you know, all the sickos are in. And that's really where that all started was the whole grindhouse thing where the old, the, the second row movie theaters and stuff, and they had specific, places in the country to, to market this stuff. Oh, my God. It's it's really, really oh. fun. It's basically if Roger Corman made a TV series.
0: Except 20 times more graphic.
1: Yeah. If Roger uh, Corman had no, uh, you know,
0: like uncensored. Yeah. Oh, and they have fake ads. <laughs> Absolutely hilarious fake ads. And there's a number. There's a, a blood drive complaint line. I have not yet checked to verify whether this is a real number or not. And I can't remember the digits. It's, so I'll just say it's like 555. That's not what it is. Uh, but it's like 555-555-DGAF. <laughs> um, and I think it might be a real phone number. I, it would be wonderful if you called that number, or got some message uh, from the blood drive, especially if it was from Julian Slink.
1: 325-400-3423, zero, zero, okay. and the voice is that of Julian Slink.
0: I figured it had to be, if there was something there. Because, <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, the, He absolutely is my favorite television character in I don't know how long. He is amazing. <laughs> Colin Cunningham needs to win every award ever. Wait until you watch what's been on so far. Again, the fourth episode just aired. He what's is- funny
1: is um, that guy is a, is one of those Morpher guys because I looked him up and I've seen him before and stuff, but I wouldn't have known that was him.
0: Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff.
1: Because he was in Falling Skies. He was in mm-hmm. Stargate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I wouldn't have known him. I wouldn't have known him. If you look at him in Falling Skies compared to what he looks like in this, he wouldn't have known.
0: He's in an episode of Psych, which is a show I loved. I've seen every uh, episode multiple times. Um, All I know is he played a character named Marvin, and I couldn't tell you who he was in Psych. (laughs) I'll I'll have to rewatch every episode now just to look for Marvin. (laughs) Because, yeah. Love it. And uh, Aki, or Aki, however you say her name, is played by Marama Corlette. She is wonderful. Thomas Dominique plays the... Uh, the cop that's being reprogrammed by Hart. He's, man, that dude's just buff. He's just a chiseled, naked dude. <laughs> big black box, black, big black box over his crotch for like half the last episode.
1: And you know what else he did? I, I'm going through all this stuff because I'm like, I, I knew this guy. I remember this show. This show was on 13 years ago called The Collector. And he was the narrator, so I guess he was mm-hmm. the devil.
0: Yeah, he's he's been in everything. He, he's Jesus. amazing in this role, absolutely amazing, and I to me unrecognizable.
1: Yeah, no, like, he doesn't like, look a thing like he really does.
0: Um, so that's my that's my rave for the week. I absolutely, absolutely love this show. I've. Uh, typically I use Twitter like twice a year and I think I've tweeted about this show at least half a dozen times in two weeks <laughs> and they're very responsive.
1: Yeah. They, they know how to use social media. They're smart with their, the sci-fi channel is definitely smart when it comes to using social media and shows like this, they need that, you know, cause I don't hear anybody else talking about it, which is crazy.
0: It's insane. Uh, there should be more.
1: There should be more people talking about this in the horror community, and they're not. Well, to me, I
0: it's did. Nuts. Um, as soon as I finished watching the first episode, I got on my computer, made a video review, posted it on YouTube, and I did. Within a couple of days, I had a few comments. People basically thanking me for telling them this show existed.
1: Yeah, because there there's not enough people talking about it. I have Eric is like the only person I've heard talking about the show and that's a sin
0: because uh, it's, gotten, it's made
1: for horror fans
0: I've gotten people at work to watch it they love it um because it, it really is just pure entertainment it's so entertaining it's not you know it's not going to win any Golden Globes or any Emmys as much as I think it should <laughs> but it, it's just so it's fun it is a fun fun show if you like crazy over-the-top grindhouse type horror
1: yeah Um, this is your this is the theme
0: so 13 episodes each one focusing on sort of a different subgenre. so you're going to get something that you like Um, every
1: yeah every every season i think they're going to change it up so that'll be interesting to see how that goes um So far, though, I really like this, what I've seen of it. And he's right. I think the the lead character, I'm going to call him the lead, uh, Julian Slink is awesome. (laughs) He's a nice little goth boy. Just
0: just you wait until you see uh, episodes two and three. (laughs) What he does in those episodes. Um, What he does in episode three is such a tiny thing. And it's so subtle. And it is... Possibly the most entertaining part of that episode.
1: <laughs> I can't wait. All right, guys, we've talked a very long time. I wanted to get into the iZombie finale, which was amazing and totally changed the entire course of the show. Um,
0: Question, it's coming back.
1: Yes, it's coming back. I believe it was renewed for a fourth season.
0: Okay, I wasn't sure because the way it ended, it was it didn't have a cliffhanger, basically. It was like, believe, okay, they could end the series here.
1: Yes, it was announced on May 10th. Or, uh, May 10th. Uh, I believe it was announced that, yes, it is. Oh, it is confirmed on June 27th. Yes.
0: Sweet, because I love so, that show.
1: Well, it just completely changed the course of the entire.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: Everything. Everything has been changed with this show. And they did leave it on a cliffhanger, which is no. did Ravi's butcher the- work. Or her, is, is not at least
0: really like to me, a cliffhanger is Robbie got shot in the head and the screen goes black. Um, it it does leave a few things up in the air ish, but not enough that they couldn't end the series here and it it could feel like an ending.
1: No, this, yeah, this definitely changed everything. And now you got Major basically killing people because uh, humanity let him down and he voluntarily went back to being a zombie, which is crazy.
0: Um, he's only so, killing people in self-defense.
1: Yeah, but, you know, he's done with humans, which is kind of sad. Uh, so, yeah, it's... That, I hope that-
0: Jason Doring comes back. Which one's he? He's, uh the boss of Fillmore Graves. He's oh, Logan.
1: Logan. Logan. Just call him Logan.
0: <laughs> well, I was going to, but I thought I'd you know, use the guy's real name. <laughs> Just call yeah, him Logan. 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 Love, <laughs> love him as Logan. Um, the only reason I watched that vampire show was because he was in it. Moonlight? Is that the one?
1: It was great, and I'm sad that it... What? That's one of those shows that it was so stupid. They they canceled it when it won the best series at like the the People's Choice Awards and CBS canceled it in the same month.
0: Yeah, that's how you know networks work. Um, yes.
1: um so yeah, uh I I really like the iZombie finale and now um they actually just popped it up on Netflix so the entire third season's on Netflix.
0: Right. right? I love their their nine day policy.
1: Yeah, so they the nine dumb. days after the finale boom it's up. Um, so we kind of talked about the Doctor Who finale, uh, but really quickly, I'll just reiterate, you can read my, my review on fangirlmag.com, uh, it was one of the best finales ever, and it was also probably one of the most heart-wrenching, gut-wrenching Doctor Who finales I've ever watched, it outdid me losing Tenet, Mm. um, because it is just that, I mean, we, we, Moffat out, Whedon
0: <laughs>
1: with this episode. Seriously, I mean it was just everything that they could have done to twist the knife, they tw- twisted and 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 stabbed. So it it was beautifully done, a beautiful swan song. Um, we do have one more with Capaldi, which is the Christmas special. But um, the thing that the, the thing that really made it hurt more was the fact that Peter Capaldi basically got everything he wanted. He got the genesis of the Cybermen. He got Jelly Babies. He got to his... One of the last lines he speaks is uh, a Tom Baker quote. He does this one scene where he pops back up as he starts to regenerate. First thing he says is the first words that uh, Tom Baker said after he regenerated from Pertwee. He says that. Then he says... I don't want to go, which is mm-hmm. David Tennant's final line, mm-hmm. and then he says Matt Smith's final line, and then he flat out refuses to regenerate,
0: mm-hmm.
1: growls and says, "I'm not, I'm not doing it," and and that's the whole thing. And then he goes outside, steps outside into this winter, wintry Wonderland, and walking towards him which this is not new, this is this is not spoilery because everybody knows this now, is the first Doctor as played by David Bradley who played William Hartnell in the making of Doctor Who movie uh, An right. Adventure in Time and Space who is basically William Hartnell cloned. Yeah. Um,
0: I think they still- should really just mess with everybody and in the Christmas special it's just Capaldi and they're like oh yeah, we kept it a secret. I, But he's doing another season.
1: That's what we, it's my friend, Nawal, who has been on the show. We're holding on to this thin little strand that that is exactly what's going to happen. And uh, I I will be okay with that. I would love to have him one more season. Because if anything, this season has shown just how good he could be. He is good. He's amazing. He's my favorite doctor ever. And
0: I've been watching the show since I was four years old. I might have to lean into Tenant, but I do like Capaldi a lot. He's up there with, like, I'd put him in my top three, Tenant, Baker, and Capaldi.
1: Uh, Pertwee, Baker, and Capaldi.
0: Not in that order. I just threw the names out there.
1: Yeah, Tenant is, I I would have to do four because I love Tenant so much. But Peter Capaldi, the best, the thing that is so awesome about his doctor is you can see all the other doctors in him. (laughs) <laughs> he has those moments where like the one I always go to, the one that made me squeal the first time was with Mummy on the Orient Express when he slips into Tom Baker, like easy peasy, lemon squeezy. He's Tom Baker for two seconds as he goes, oh, Mummy, and he does the voice. And I'm like, ah! he, does, I, he
0: does the full voice. <laughs> I have I have that Fox's cover of the queen song on my mp3 player from that episode
1: it's so good
0: actually i love that song that version of it
1: and um that song but they what episode they did that song that song popped back up. oh yeah i think it was in the diner sequence with clara because clara clara
0: your favorite clara you're starting to sound like hannibal saying clarice
1: clara no i wouldn't eat her touch her foot football sorry <laughs> i have i'm sorry there's some animosity
0: <laughs> well while we're on the subject
1: i don't like people that smack the doctor around and use him like a dog sorry yes Are sir
0: kidding i heard that's the whole basis of your fanfic
1: oh that's not what i do
0: <laughs> <laughs> while we're speaking of Stephen moffat what I am looking forward to Dracula. is Stephen Moffat and that other Sherlock guy whose name I don't know. Gatus It's very,
1: it's very easy to remember his name is Gatus because he's the gayest Gatus. He righteous. even he says that. I does not being me being the evil. He makes a point of telling everyone, "It's Gatus gay,
0: Gaitis." Doing Dracula.
1: I know. And I am, I, if, if by the grace of God, I get to talk to those guys again, I've managed to every time they've been at the show. And Mark Gatiss is a massive hammer freak. That's the thing you have to remember here. Mr. Him and Moffitt are massive I'm hammer movie fans.
0: Massive. So what would you like to see period piece or do a Sherlock and bring it into the modern day?
1: i would be okay with either i would be okay with either honestly i think though it would be neat to see it modernized because we had a really amazing dracula set in the time it was supposed to be that was on nbc that did it It should have done better than it was they they did a fantastic job and i thought that was uh,
0: a modern one
1: no it was in the 1800s oh really early 19, it was like Tesla. He was sort of based on Tesla. They kind of made him Tesla. Right. Kind of, I don't know
0: why that's why, because I, th- I, I knew he was like supposed to be some big inventor kind of guy.
1: Yeah, it was that's fantastic. It, it was,
0: was so good. I, wanted and to I, it and I never got around to it.
1: It's on the entire first season. Actually, you can get, I think it's on, um, is it on Amazon or Hulu? One of them had it. Oh, NBC.com has it. it. Has you can it. watch the Oh, it. cool. Uh, but see I
0: kind of I would like to see those particular guys Moffat and Gatiss do it as a period piece
1: I would would love love I would
0: like to see I mean I have no problem if they bring it into the modern day I I just want to kind of see them do hammer I want to see them hammer it up
1: I know and you know what's funny funny funny. is when I interviewed them um and you can listen to the interviews on our YouTube page on uh, the fangirl magazine YouTube um I talked Talked to Gatiss and Moffat both about how much I wanted to see them do something Hammerish, and this was way this was last year at Comic Con um, when they were there for Sherlock, and I'd seen the trailer for the Sherlock season, and I'm like, oh my God, look how creepy this is, and I told them, you know, I really want to see you guys do something Hammer, and I see Mark Gatiss' eyes glimmer. Like they mm-hmm. get this little glitter in them, and he's like, hey, hey, hey. and now I know why he was so gleeful when I said that. Um, but I want to see, I would, I would absolutely love to see them do a good old school hammer like series. And I would love, and I'm, I've got like this movement online, like I've been san- t- telling it to everybody. I would love for them to get Peter Capaldi to be Van Helsing. And I think that kind of, you know, he's not got nothing going on right now. He's done. You can pick him up for this.
0: Come and I, if I see him as Van Helsing, I see him back in the day Van Helsing.
1: Yeah, baby. Yeah. I want him to be the Peter Cushing Van Helsing. That's what I want. PC and PC. Come on. Come on. Meant to be. Come on. Um, but yeah because when I talked to Capaldi he said that the whole reason that he got hurt the first time out as the doctor was because he had to live up to Peter Cushing because he's a massive massive Hammer fan fan. he actually um, made a fake documentary based off of Hammer Studios called the Cricklewood Greats that he wrote directed and starred in that's how much of a Hammer fan he is so come on guys, that's why I'm, I'm gonna go up and I'm just gonna grab Mark Gatiss, his tall ass and grab him and say,
0: you need to make this
1: happen. <laughs> you killed him off and now you gotta bring him back for me. <laughs> so we'll see, I, I, I'm gonna say it to their faces if I see them and I'll cry a little bit and see if it helps. I don't mind.
0: Do whatever you have to do i'll
1: debase myself to make that happen i don't care <laughs> i'll do it god damn it um anyway so there's our ramble i think we've went over by like 20 minutes but i don't care um so thank you guys for listening we will be back next week with um our recap of spider-man homecoming mm-hmm. and uh, special guest nathan johns and um yeah we're we're excited i can't wait to find out what more stuff we're going to have for you guys from uh San Diego, uh, I promise to have lots of video feed stuff and gonna uh, get some really good interviews for you on camera so you can see these guys. Hopefully, because some of these things they they don't let you bring cameras in; you can only do audio. But we only have audio, so be it. Um, I'll get you good audio. I've got uh, last year we got Benedict Cumberbatch. Hey, small potatoes. So
0: what yeah. has that guy ever done?
1: Yeah, nothing.
0: Nothing.
1: I would. I would. I would shit if they got him to be Dracula, but that ain't gonna happen.
0: Just gonna say Capaldi is is Helsing, Van Helsing, and Cumberbatch is Dracula.
1: ah, There goes everybody's basement is flooded. It doesn't matter anymore. (laughs) Nothing matters anymore. I'm trying to think of who could be Dracula, and the only thing that comes to mind that would truly destroy every woman and man in the universe isn't Benedict Cumberbatch. It's Tom Hiddleston.
0: I was thinking Michael Fassbender.
1: Oh my god! Don't do that to me! <laughs> no! <laughs>
0: yes, Hiddleston is a great choice. Oh! Uh, um.
1: If fast would probably be great. Oh my God, have you seen a movie? There's a series he did that I I knew him from. Called Hex, where he right. played a demon. And he was absolutely sex and on two legs, beautiful in that, and he did such an incredible job. And he that's why I'm like, he, hasn't he already played Dracula? Oh no, <laughs> that was that was as a Zeal. I think that was his name in that. Um, but I don't know. I mean, Hiddleston has, is doing TV because he's did the, uh, the night manager. So that's not something that, you know, off the cards, he could do it. And they know Gatiss and Moffat. Uh, they all know each other. So. And, it,
0: and they're doing it, from what I heard, they're going to do it like Sherlock. So you're not even talking about a TV series. You're talking about like three movies a year, essentially
1: yeah yeah basically the same thing the same two hour block um the thing that I, it's you know still in my mind still in my mind forever there is jeffrey dean morgan is vlad the impaler hmm. so that's one that i would be okay with too but he's not british and i'm guessing this is gonna have to be a bbc production you're gonna get a brit um so yeah i uh oh
0: As much as I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan, I I don't see him as Dracula. He
1: wouldn't be that Dracula. He would have to be the Vlad the Impaler Dracula.
0: I I, I don't know.
1: Eh. No, dude, he grinned so big when I said that to him. And he, uh, see, he he said, working, you know, he and Christopher Lee worked together and he just loved him to death. He loved Christopher Lee. And uh, when I said that, he just grinned. And that made me happy.
0: We, this really needs to be like a three hour long show <laughs> on a regular basis because you mentioned Jeffrey Dean Morgan, which reminds me we didn't even get into the freaking Watchmen HBO series.
1: Oh, yeah. You're we, can't, we, can't, yeah. Oh, I, I, we can't get into that now.
0: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We need, we just need like a two hour block of time. Uh,
1: they won't let us play the, I'm sure that. I'm sure Jackalope's gonna edit the hell out of this, um, but uh, yeah, we kind of need a two-hour block. We could totally fill two hours now with. We're so far behind on everything. The thing that with that is Lindelof is doing it, and I'm just no, mm-hmm. no, no. Yeah, I'm trying now. I'm thinking of who could be Dracula because I'm so like heart heart on for this. Um,
0: well, is it, we can make an, an assignment for all the fanboys and fangirls out there.
1: Yeah, who you want to see as Dracula? If uh, you know, in a Mark Gatiss production and Stephen Moffat production of Dracula, who do you want to see? Come on, give us ideas.
0: Yeah, let's get interactive with this show.
1: Yeah, let's do that. Let's see who Everybody you think.
0: Blood. Jessica's Facebook page. <laughs>
1: and eric eric has one too
0: (laughs) everybody put jessica's facebook page with their ideas
1: yeah make me hurt make me cry (laughs) make me cry um yeah i i honestly the only ones i can think of because i I, it, it hiddleston would be great but i don't know man i bender would be great too but i don't know if he'd do it i'm trying to be realistic with it who would who would do it because if, you know it, blows, if it blows up like sherlock and it, it definitely will
0: i'm gonna bring this full circle let's get tom holland <laughs>
1: i will stab you in the throat <laughs> until you're dead until you die it's gonna happen <laughs> all right guys well thank you so much for listening this has been fantastic and um apologies for us being so long-winded but it has been a while
0: i don't apologize for that
1: (laughs) i don't either really i don't care (laughs) um well thank you guys again for uh, listening to us and uh, let us know what you think But who do you want to be uh see as the prince of darkness in the upcoming dracula series um because whoever gets it it's going to be like cumberbatch that's going to be what they're known for That's going to happen that will happen with this i have a feeling so it's going to be interesting to see who's who wants to take that on Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm still going to say capaldi for van helsing i beg you beg you god please let that happen please 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 um with that thank you eric
0: you're welcome
1: And we will see you again next week, same time on Fangirl Girl Radio.